0: Talking damsels. I am your host, Jessica, and we have Courtney back for this coming up episode, and it's a two-parter, hence the part one title in this episode. We're going to talk about How to Date Your Dragon by Molly Harper, because apparently it started Dragon Fucking 2019 for Courtney, and why would we not continue on with that? Just a few things to add: I want to thank my patrons, the Elm Sisters, Boobies and Newbies Kelly, or Kelly from Boobies and Newbies, however you want to put it. <laughs> Carrie from Muppet Profiles. And finally, I'd like to thank Lilith also. I am promoting Romance for Roe, which it's this very interesting anthology that a lot of authors came together. Like there's like 20 authors that came together and it was put together by Jackie Barbosa and she put it together to help Planned Parenthood and Narl to talk about women's rights, not just for abortion, because abortion is super important to me, but also just the right to choose. And that's even more important to me because we all have what we want to do and what we need to do. So I'm going to have that talked about in the episode. And I just want to put a warning in there. If anyone would like to have a comment or talk to you about something, I'm going to say that Twitter is probably your best option, and that is on Damsel's Podcast across the board, including Patreon, which is patreon.com slash damselspodcast. Okay, I'm going to make this super quick, so you guys can go directly to the episode, because it's going to be two really long episodes, because for once, Courtney and I were actually on topic. I know! I didn't know we could do that. Who knew? Not me. So, Let's continue on and listen to the first half of this whole discussion about Dragon Bucking 2021. Because why not? All right, guys. I'll talk to you at the end. I am here with Courtney, which you heard in the last episode.
1: Hello. And she's
0: back. I it's a different week. It's now cold. (laughs) Yes. Very Um, cold. It's like like 45, 50 degrees here in Germany now. It's
1: not that cold in Ohio, but I have pulled out blanket hoodie for my lifestyle. (laughs) So I'm just walking around my house in a giant hoodie made out of blanket. We're not going to ask questions.
0: It's how I live my life. (laughs) It's okay. This is the Halloween episode because this is going live on Halloween, so that's okay. Spooky season. Cold, warm. Yes. And what else is going on? What what are we calling this month?
1: Oh, Dragon Fucking 2021? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> it's a whole year. We can make it the whole year. Just continue
1: reading, people. Keep reading Dragon Fucking books. And please tag Jess in Dragon Fucking 2021. Make her Twitter all Dragon Fuck and Instagram all Dragon Fucking 2021. Yeah, please do much. that for her. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, I basically caused it for from 2019. So you I'm just did get
1: on. You did with this book actually, because I saw this book. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I explained the start of Dragon Fucking 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2019. Yeah, but it was this book, and I mm-hmm. I'm glad to include it in Dragon Fucking 2021.
0: <laughs> it's a full circle thing, right?
1: Yeah. God, if anybody finds this for when I'm looking for jobs again, this is gonna be great. <laughs> it's hilarious oh it's so hilarious it's fine never it's molly
0: harper oh i guess i should say it's um how to date your dragon by molly harper <laughs> yes
1: fantastic this is a reread for me enjoyed it just as much again reread for me too yeah <laughs> uh,
0: great and characters I added even more notes
1: <laughs> i
0: know there's so many more notes than I had originally. Because like, I had have, I have the Kindle file, so I already had my notes. And I have even more now. Notes on notes on notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not surprised considering who this
1: is, but still. <laughs> you you are Jillian in this situation? <laughs> I am completely Jillian. Oh. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Our heroine is Jillian Ramsey, Ph.D. <laughs> hey, girl earned a Ph.D., we gotta mm-hmm. represent it because that shit's hard. I made it not all the way there, um, <laughs> and you know she's an anthropologist, and I love I love that for her. I also love the little snippets that we get in about the magical community, and I first want to talk about why she gets sent to uh, Mystic Bayou. Can we, can we <laughs> yes. please talk about that? I so, yes, because to- that was great. Because she's supposed to be in Chile, mm-hmm. um, studying what are mermaids. They- no, Moana, they are sex crazed dolphins.
0: And oh, I was, was
1: I was like, first of all <laughs> Dolphins have already been known to sexually assault people, so the <laughs> Fuck. Um So how bad is it now? <laughs> you no. Know, it's like really But she gets sent there because her mentor oh, what was his name? Doctor
0: Montoros? Yeah. yeah, something yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, Mons. He got injured in Scotland and later. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it for you because it's so good. Yeah. So skip ahead a little bit if you don't want this spoiled. He was going hold to... Hold on, sta- man, hold
0: on, hold on. You should know with Courtney and I, it's always going to be spoilers. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Read the book, <laughs> then listen. <laughs> yeah.
1: He gets stabbed by a unicorn because he's left by his pony play partner. And, oh, God, where it's where is it? I, I highlighted that shit. <laughs>
0: because... It's a gem. It's, it's, I yeah. mean. Yes, it's, it's some, yeah. I know the one you mean. Hold on. Oh, God. Uh, he was in a league-funded ICU. The league is, by the way, for the supernatural. And he was in a league-funded ICU, 10 stories below the surface of London, recovering from a unicorn impalement to the gut. She couldn't imagine what he'd have done to provoke that response from a unicorn. He was a senior member of the paranormal anthropological staff. He even wrote a book about approaching and interacting with sapient creatures. Yep. And it's like, how had Dr. Montos underestimated the will or the ticklish of a creature as old as a unicorn? Had he become too arrogant to consider this subject's feelings? Or had his clammy hands, combined with the breath that smelled of old coffee and gingivitis, pushed the unicorn into a panic? Also, yes. <laughs> uh, Which is, by the way, this is, this is fairly normal from Molly Harper books, in case anyone is... Well, no, she goes <laughs> in the whole
1: definition of pony play, and I'm just like... <laughs> I mean, I didn't know I wanted it, but which I forget how I found out about pony play. It's something I now know and I didn't know that you know it has to be. Her 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 roommate Sonya gives her the tea.
0: I'm trying to find that. It's on page hold on. It's on page thirty. On the Kindle version anyway. Where is it? Oh, it's not. I didn't It says, um, how he, this is about the, the hero, what's his name? Bale? Bale. Bale. I keep wanting to call him Ball. I keep wanting to confuse him with the character from SG-1 played by Cliff Cliff Simon, who was a hot guy. I keep wanting to confuse him because I see it and I'm like, it just needs a little apostrophe and a little different A and it would be a completely different character. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) One's a gold and one is a dragon, so not the same. It said, um, how is he supposed to predict the behavior of an unknown quantity? What sort of havoc would she wreck on the town? Ball had expected a middle-aged, balding, greedy man with a strange predilection for posting on not not as anonymous as he believed fetish forums for pony play.
1: Okay, I missed that. It I missed gonna... that both readings. No, I was talking about... So, she's talking to Jillian. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. mine... I don't have pages on there. Mine just has location. Um, but this is... From her conversation with her roommate, Sonia, who is the secretary at the League. Mm -hmm. She also gets her own book, by the way. Oh, yes. She's fantastic. Yes, Dr. Montes was injured while interviewing Thistleweight, the oldest known unicorn in the world. In fact, he took a lot of trouble to arrange a special trip to Wales, hire a unicorn translator who is willing to travel to a a glen in the middle of nowhere. And then, like, like, uh, Dr. Montes is apparently into something called pony play. He got dumped by his pony partner, leaving him deep in personal turmoil. Apparently, the temptation of being near a real live unicorn with his beautiful iridescent white cone and ivory horns spiraled with gold so soon after losing his equine paramour was just too much of a temptation. Yes, you're this is I I can't I can't tell you what pages, but this is a quote. Yes, you're stuck in in the swamp because your boss tried to fondle a unicorn. Thistleweight took exception to Dr. Montes' unwanted advances and used the only weapon at his disposal, his horn. End quote.
0: Yep. (laughs) So, a character sexually assaulted a A unicorn. unicorn. And good on that unicorn being like, I do not want this. Hell yeah. I'm all for the unicorn, but like, you go into the book not expecting to hear about pony play and unicorn.
1: No, I did not. You
0: expect the dragon? I expected the dragon,
1: yeah. Which we should mention:
0: Jillian does
1: not realize Bale is a dragon for like half the book, (laughs) which is my favorite thing because, like, it's kind of obvious. Like, there's a lot of hints, Mm -hmm. and you know, we'll we get to the reveal. We'll talk about it, but the first person she meets in town, which, by the way. Uh, who was it? Like they said, like the signs are confusing because the, like the fair folk or something keep messing with the signs, and I'm like, yeah. same. <laughs> I'm just like, don't come here. Um, <laughs> but let me describe their mayor. His name is Zed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love Zed. Zed's one of my favorite. Characters. Zed's book
1: is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge man in an extremely tight black T-shirt and even tighter jeans was staring at her through the van's driver's side window. He stood several inches taller than the van. His hands were the size of picnic hams. Didn't know there were specific kinds of hams, but okay. He had thick, (laughs) curly, wildly curling black hair tied in a ponytail and matching beard that spread across his barrel chest. His smoke-gray eyes seemed to penetrate the window glass, making her shiver despite the muggy heat. And that said, he's great. I love him. He's hilarious. He's the best. He makes fun of Bale all the time.
0: And it's Oh my god, yes. And it's like, it's... It's brotherly, like mocking, right, like it's not yeah, it's literally like siblings that have got that kind of a relationship,
1: yeah, he um teases the whole bail the whole time that he likes Jillian. the mm-hmm. whole time he sees it, he's like, yeah, yeah, um, they go like they have basically she's working a little bit out of the uh town hall, which is where everything is, so like. Yeah. Zez the mayor, bails the sheriff, he's across the hall, so, um, and then there's just, like, l- lines on the floor to, mm. like, direct people. Yeah,
0: it's, and, like, it's a very small community, like, Mystic Bayou is a hidden bayou. Yes. like In it's, Louisiana. It's very small, yeah. And it's, like, it's, um, Cajun country, I think? Yeah. 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 It's deep in Cajun country. And I mentioned that because some people don't... Uh, some, some people that are not in America don't know that Cajun and Creole are very different. So I wanted to put that out there. Yeah. As someone who uses Cajun spices and Creole, my mother sends them from America because you can't buy them over here. They're very different flavors and very different backgrounds and very different history. I'm just <laughs> saying. So
1: <laughs> you can tell
0: you're a Southerner and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. i like, well, it's like, well, the Cajuns... If well, I Creole is
1: African American like slave based. Right. I know that. And,
0: and Cajun and if I'm remembering right, Cajun came from the Acadians up in like Canada. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I read a book about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like so there's there's a there's a much different <laughs> history there, but I'm pointing it out because um this this area is like a kind of melting pot all in one yeah it's a melting pot because it's like you have different people from different places and different communities and different like shifting and stuff like that who have come here so
1: it's a gumbo It's,
0: it's yeah, a gumbo exactly. precisely yeah so and with the not so gross okra I don't eat I only eat okra and gumbo so that's fair
1: and if you think about it Louisiana originally was settled by the, the Spanish
0: mm-hmm.
1: then was taken over by the French then the americans but like even in louisiana like if you're looking and for more about the history of the city southern gothic has a really good multi-part series on new orleans and like the turnover hmm. but it's a it's always been a hodgepodge cuz new orleans always has been a major port yeah um so if you think about it like mouth of the
0: mouth of the mississippi river yeah
1: yeah so you also have other like europeans africans like Native Americans. Really Native Americans, probably some Asiatic. So it, it, it is very different. And that's why the food is very unique. Because mm-hmm. you take a little bit of everything,
0: mm-hmm. you get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, And I wanted to point that out because people do not know the difference in Louisiana sometimes. There's a massive difference between the two cultures. Yes. <laughs> um, so Bale is one of
1: the boons. They are mm-hmm. the dragon people in this. The oh dragon people. <laughs> I just like. realized
0: what you named this in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yes. Um By the way, the file is called Courtney dates a dragon.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess my boyfriend if we're talking about it is much more bear
0: than dragon, but okay. Um Yes, but but we're not talking about bear fucking 2021. No, we're not.
1: That could be that the be Christmas the season.
0: December. I actually do have what I need to read before I lose Kindle Unlimited. That <laughs> so talks about, I think it's like a bear. I think it's a like bear Christmas shifter thing I was going to talk about in in uh, December, too. So I'm psychic. It's fine. <laughs> um, you, you just know your friend really well. By
1: the way, we've never met in person. We've only um, had extremely long, like, normally like not even Zoom. So normally we're not even seeing each other's faces internet on, conversations
0: right we're just on like either we were on skype originally and now we're on like cast which is all voice so I mean cause skype would just die on us all the time <laughs> and it's skype yeah I use skype to talk to my parents and my family that's about it yeah and I I use it because it's easier to explain to people boomer age skype versus like zoom or anything else just much easier to yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back
1: to the dragon fucking mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yes. Uh,
1: so the Boons own most of the town because dragons. Also
0: including the supermarket. We should mention including the supermarket. Oh yeah,
1: that'll come up. So Which is why I mentioned it. Yep. And, you know, I just let's wait, where is the So she then the sheriff walks in. hmm. And oh did I not save The description of him. I'm so sad. I thought I did. But he apparently is lean, tall, with almost pre-natural sharp cheekbones. So No clue there, though. Nope. Nope. Doesn't know. She can't figure out what kind of shifter he is. And at one point, he literally burps out fire. And it's my favorite. I mean, granted, (laughs) she wasn't there. But uh,
0: he has smoke rings above his head. Like, it's great. (laughs) I love him. He's such a good character. He's, this is a fun romance. Like, it's not... Like, some romances get a little bit deep or whatever, but even when this one gets some crazy shit, like a serial killer... Yeah, there's this... By the way, this is light. a true
1: crime one. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, but it's still very light. Yeah. Um, Especially the ending, but I don't want to give all of that away, but, like, yeah. that one was great. The ending. I was of- having I, I was having some... In, well, no, like, the ending with the, the true crime part. Oh yeah. I was have I was having some great <laughs> memories <laughs> of like things I've seen on TV. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's
1: a it's a it's a good one. Um yeah. so basically Jillian's there to study the town because quote, your town represents one of the few settlements where supernatural creatures from nearly all cultures live and work together and have for generations. The league expects humanity to stumble on the secret of the otherworldly any day now end quote so basically they're like with google earth and all this stuff like how is the Loch Ness Monster supposed to say secret or Sasquatch
0: yeah or unicorns you know yeah (laughs) or apparently like I don't know crazed dolphins dude I don't know how that one kept secret but okay um (laughs) so maybe there's another level to the dolphins to them to make them even more than the 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 dolphins from now and hey
1: you know they tried to teach a dolphin to talk and they rewarded him with hand chops
0: <laughs> i'm
1: not kidding you i'm not surprised i'm not, I'm kidding, not kidding you not and then you get like really att- like there's been cases where dolphins get really attached and like to their their female trainers like male dolphins and yeah things I've about happen that. i've heard about that yep um but so they the so Zed and Bale are like we have to we'll come and like lead you around or drive you around the first couple days because the the road signs here twist and turn half of them are have the right signs because the fair folks thinks it's funny to switch them around.
0: Also, you're a stranger and stranger danger is will and real in shifter yeah. communities. Yes, you got um, you've got to get you've got to be good with the people in the office before people will talk to you. So yes, and which is. Lovely for Zed, because Zed is, like, the most boisterous. Oh, my God. He is a one...
1: He's a bear shifter,
0: mm-hmm. obviously.
1: And he just is, like, so whelming, like welcoming. Like, him and his mom basically Clarissa, have a... Yeah, yeah Clarissa. Have basic, well, basically adopt Jillian. Mm-hmm. So, um... Which is good, because she can't cook. Yeah, I know. She, bur- <laughs> she burns things. I'm like... <laughs> She's like, I can keep myself alive, but I don't push that on anyone else. And I'm like, at least you know. At least you know. Um, make a grilled cheese. Everyone appreciates grilled
0: cheese. Unless you're lactose intolerant. I'm, I'm not sure she could do that, to be honest. By the end, she probably could. Um, I don't know. Remember this chicken when she was trying to make it for for uh, him and she had to throw it away because she just like reheated the soup that was in the freezer? because.
1: Oh, no, I'm talking about the end End with.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. I was, I was thinking of, like, when they were, like, I think it was, like, 75% through, and she was, like, stuck in the house. and Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I knew exactly what you were talking waiting for him to come back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. So, um, sometimes she needs a little bit of, of help in not going after the bad guys.
1: Yeah. She's a very curious person. Very scientific. Yes. But, like, not, like, in that she's focused, but she's still personable, which I appreciate it, yeah. because I feel like they were, like, they, she could have made it, her very cold, and she's not. Yeah. Just to boon,
0: or Bail? Well, I think part of that may be because of Mel, though, too. Yeah. Mel is her friend, so.
1: Mel. I love Mel. Um, yeah. So, as like a- Kappa,
0: I think is what they called him.
1: He is the Loveland Frog, which, yeah. by the way, is about 45 <laughs> minutes away from me. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I've been to Loveland.
0: <laughs> like, I'm not surprised.
1: Not for the frog. I forget why I was going. <laughs> it was something. I had to go to, I had to go to AmeriCorps event there for something. I got paid. It's fine. Um, So as she's driving to the house where she's staying, um, because they don't really have hotels because, you know. um, Kid.
0: Yeah. And either you're in the group or out of the group. Yeah.
1: I like when Bale gives a ticket to uh, out of a tourist who's just trying to get to like Dallas from New Orleans and he's lost. Yep. And it was, like, the second time he got tickets. (laughs) That was my favorite. It was the second time he gave him a ticket that day. Because he was speeding, like, crazy speeding in a school zone. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, But Jillian's, like, going over her, like, what she knows about the town as she's driving. And the town is centered around an area of the bayou called La Fille. And she's, like, it seems like a sacred site. And it's basically, what do they call it? I can't remember what it's called. But it's a... it's a supernatural like
0: rift oh the rift yeah yeah <laughs> coffee hasn't and the, kicked in and they're, and they're the magic folk i think yes
1: they're not supernatural yeah. they're magic because that yeah. includes everybody mm-hmm. rather than just calling them supernatural so some people aren't
0: excluded one well, also i mean like um to get into it a little bit the rift is creating humans is turning humans like with maybe a background and shifters, two shifters, and even those without the background into the shifters. So, magique and they're trying to the, hide it. Yeah, and magique is the only way of really kind of including everybody with that, because it's kind of you're not really supernatural by way of like a goddess bestowing this on you like four thousand years ago for your line, mm-hmm. but you're also not human anymore. Yeah, you're in the what the fuck am I territory. Yep. Just thought I'd clarify that as we get further in the book because the magique folk come up a lot.
1: I like I like that instead of, you know, yeah. supernatural. Too. So they come up to the house that she's staying in and it's called La Maison de Fous or the Fool's House. It's, <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And like several <laughs> people in these in this series stay at this house. Yes. Let's put it this way.
0: It's basically the Airbnb for the bayou. Yeah. Because
1: it was like <laughs> The last person who lived there had died, and so they just maintain it because it's like a really interesting house. Like the community does, it's owned by the town. So yes, it is. But like, what the bed <laughs> is on ropes? Yep. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a platform bed, but it's hanging.
0: Uh huh. The bathtub is outside, <laughs> which is great when you're looking at a swamp. By the way, yeah, full of shifters, full of shif- shifters. Nothing creepy can happen there.
1: Also, like, the they he war Bale warns her, uh, lock your doors, like, because, you know, critters can get inside. Also, basically, the alligator shifters are are peeping toms. Right. Like, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm never going to be clean again, but thank you. I know. <laughs> um, and then we learn, he, he says something, he's like, yeah, so-and-so went to a droll university. And they're like, um... She's like, "What's that?" And "droll" is their way of saying the outside world. They're like, you know, I mean, if you think about it, you're in a mystical community. Everything outside of it is a bit dull. So I don't, I get them calling it "droll."
0: Uh huh.
1: And the next day, I think Zed does Zed pick her up, or does? Oh no, Zed tries to Zed tries to leave to go pick up Jillian on his motorcycle, and Bales all like, "Nope, not doing this." <laughs> because he already likes her
0: yes he already likes the um uh, sassy because she's kind of like sassy and like i don't mean that negatively i mean like you just she's got that sass to her she's like, got that wit right
1: repartee. Like you don't
0: know what she's gonna say and like in the south being sassy to me as a compliment it means that you can pretty much hold up with whatever situation you're in you can hold up and give back and she can me. Mm-hmm. she has so. no problem whatsoever even though she's a scientist Yep. Like she's she's not like um typecast. Yep.
1: I did appreciate it.
0: Also, yeah. oh wait, we forgot she has a she thinks about her ex,
1: Tate, which I was like, dumb name. <laughs> dumb name.
0: Well maybe he's named after Tate Donovan, which is an even dumber person, so that works out. there. Um, <laughs> but he
1: is her ex and so like her friend is like you Hold know Hold on, wait a minute,
0: before I say that, so not dumb because dumb is a not so great word. So a very um uninviting <laughs> person yeah go ahead you were saying oh I was just gonna say
1: we find out later like you know like she sees all like I mean Zed's hot Bale's hot Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah I'm not gonna date um because like Tate kind of we'll get into what happens what he did later not great he's not great he did a number on her yeah and then next day it's like Bale is doing research on her because he doesn't know he has to know he has to protect his community
0: and right well, because as we established, he thought it was going to be this boring guy who liked pony play, and now it's this blonde-haired, kind of vivacious, what-are-you-doing? Curious completely, woman. Yeah, completely un- unknowable in that yeah. moment.
1: And Zed comes up, because, like, you know, they work in the same room, basically. <laughs> I mean, I think they have closed doors on their offices, but, like, they're, like, yeah. in the same building. And it's and... very,
0: like, small-town southern spaces. Like, if you if you go to the south, if you go to, like, small communities of maybe, like, I don't know, 6,000 people or whatever, you will find a lot of places are in the same place because they literally cannot really afford <laughs> to have different places for different things. Yeah. And so I can definitely see that because, th- I mean, they're not poor. This town is not poor, by the way. No. It's just there's no need to have them in different areas because there's two people.
1: There's yeah. the mayor and the sheriff. That's it. And then there's like three other people that work in this like building. Yeah. It also gives me, they, they have their repartee, Bale and Zed, but gives me one of my favorite quotes. I, I've saved a lot of these quotes to share oh, yeah. it with you today. Oh good, me too. <laughs> um, Bale chuckled, said the man who still talks to his ex-girlfriend who threw an air conditioning unit through his bathroom window while you were in the shower. And I'm just like, I don't understand how it happened, but I love it. Yes. First of all, because how did you get it in the window? Second of all, good aim. (laughs) Also, what did he do? But yeah, because Zed's teasing Bale about, like, you know, Jillian, And, you know, Bale just wants a treasure. You know, somebody can treasure because he's a dragon. (laughs) Yes. And he gets very jealous because Zed's going to pick her up. And... It's he's like okay he's like he has to calm down because he
0: can't him out in the office. Yep, the room is not big enough because as a dragon he's fucking huge. <laughs> That's what she said <laughs> in all manners of the word.
1: Yep. So he picks up Jillian and she get again said like she's like she's like outside like looking around and she jokes with him like because he I think he asks how like she likes it she goes and like it's telling her about like the house and he she goes a septetarian who slept in a swinging bed and showered outdoors you don't say oh he says she was a free spirit and like you know he's driving her to town and he's like just get in the car and she's like front or back and his response was depends on how much you lift me lip you give me and i'm just like
0: get it get it oh i think this is like in the same time frame because he goes um uh, he was talking about. He goes like, she would be the only damsel in history to rescue herself through perseverant, uh, persistent interviewing. Yeah, so this is around the same time because like she was interviewing him and Zed. Oh yeah, they while were they talking. were talking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know you get the background on the town mm-hmm. and how like the barons, uh, Zed's people came, and how like basically they had to reveal themselves, and then the bo- the boons came. Whose real family name was Bogan, and I was just like, interesting. And you know, Zed realizes that Jillian doesn't know what bail is, and he is having a great time.
0: Oh yeah, because he's like, oh my god, this is perfect. It's a great thing. It's like it's like the perfect like little brother, older brother. Oh yeah, crap.
1: Oh yeah, he was having a great time with it. And he's like, she's like, it's rude to ask people what they are. Which, yes, generally it is. Um, and, you know, he gives her so many hints.
0: like and she just so- never catches it. No!
1: And she's recording it, too, so she can go back and listen to it and still does not get it. Yep. Um, so, you know, but, the, like, he talks about, like, money and, like, having the town beholden to them. Oh, like, dragon shit. It's dragon shit. Um, mm-hmm. And they talk about how Bale's the only one of his family who actually, like, does community service, and we find out later that his mom was a human, his dad was Mm -hmm. a dragon, uh,
0: they lay eggs, which I just was like, ow, um, (laughs) yeah, I was like, how as a human are you gonna lay an owl, especially a dragon egg, ow, yeah, so it was, like, a lot of questions, so... And we should mention, like, it mentions it later in the book, but, like, he was born in, like, the 1930s and 40s. Yeah. So, He's as she puts it, she's, yeah, as she puts it, she's dating, like, she's like, I'm dating a baby boomer. I'm like, no, you're dating, like, almost a silent generation.
1: I just, there's one point she goes, I'm robbing the grave. And I was just like, yep. yes. <laughs>
0: I love it so much. Because yeah. like, she talks about seeing his picture later on in the book, or yeah. a picture of him with his parents.
1: Yeah. So this is a point where she calls Sonia, her uh, roommate slash BFF slash coworker, because she's the office administrator, and she always gives her all the tea, and they became friends because they're both crazy organized.
0: Yes. Which, I mean, you know what? I have no problem with it. I am not, but if you are... Now, let me phrase that. I am not in my day-to-day life. If you're on my computer, there is m- mad organization going on. Like, I have folders for folders for folders. Mm-hmm. I have, like, something's like ten folders deep to find them.
1: Yeah. And Sonya is, like, trying to be like, is there any hot guys you want to get, like, get that? She's like, no, because and this is where we get the background on Tate. Tate mm-hmm. Ashford, which reminds me of our other favorite book, Kissing the Coronavirus. Ashing <laughs> Vinton Ford. The longest
0: last name I've ever had to deal with that was made no sense. Um... Oh, God, we have to, like, I have to, we have to read those last two so I can record it for the Patreon. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it was her first serious boyfriend after college, or really her first serious boyfriend. And she goes, it was so easy for her to ignore the early red flags. You know, he was perfectly happy to have her on his arm at firm functions because he's a lawyer or family Mm -hmm. parties, but wasn't really interested in her as a person, which I'm like. I'm a lot. You got to be interested in me as a person. Like, I will annoy yeah. the shit
0: out of you. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not going to, like, connect to me as a person, mm-hmm. we got, we got to go our separate ways because I'm fucking fantastic and you should be in, you should be, like, so grateful to be with me. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So anytime she would draw a line with him, he would just, like, try to push that boundaries. I just included the main bullet points because there's, like, yeah. this is, like, two pages long at least and you like, if not longer, being like, this is how he fucked her up.
0: And I'm just like, I yeah. feel this, like, so hard. Yeah, he he did a lot of, like, chipping away at who she was.
1: Yeah, he flip-flopped on a lot of things. So he'd be like, like, she would say she wanted to do something. And, like, as soon as, like, it'd be like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. And then he's like, oh, I thought we were doing that. It's like, I'd be like, shit or yeah. get off the pot, sir. I yeah. do not have time for this. Um, And then he started, like, not...
0: Like, also, my best friend is a Loveland frog. Give me the loan. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Which is awesome. Yeah. He, he was uh, discontent with how she dressed, how she wore her hair, the story she told at a party. I'm like, first of all, like, this shows that anybody can get into these situations. It's gradual, it's not like right away they're going to be like, why are yeah. you dress like that? Yeah. Um, and basically, by the time they were done, nothing, like, she never felt safe or sure about anything. So he just makes her so insecure about relationships. But really what, like, broke it was he didn't like her friendship with Sonya. And I'm just, yeah. like, I'm glad to know, like, she was, like, you can beat the shit out, like, mess with me. But, like, I that's a good friend. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did Sonya... Sonya like... is
0: worth her weight versus him, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I forgot what it was, but, like, Sonya, like, put him on a no-fly list and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, she really, like... She made sure he could not get anywhere or do anything without, basically, her permission.
1: Yeah, because he, fu- like... She only felt confident in work after the breakup, so she's like, basically now that's her whole identity. And, like, Sonia, yeah. you see Sonia has worked very hard to bring her back, like, as a friend is like, no, like, I think they, like, she talked about, like, she would stay home from dates, they would go out, like, help get, like, revamp her outfits, because, like, he had basically probably made her into a trophy wife that was right. gonna, supposed to have no opinions, and I'm like, bitch has a PhD. She's awesome. Also, she's friends with the Loveland Frog, and we'll get to how that happened, because it's wild. Um, and yet, very on brand for this book. Very on brand. Back to Bale's point of view, which, by the way, I want this pie shop. I
0: just, I just want a pie shop. <laughs> yes, me too. So,
1: so, he... I can't
0: bake a pie shop, but I just want a pie shop so I can just go in and get whatever I want off yeah, the Yeah, I just want to
1: eat pie. Let's be serious. I don't really make pie that often. God, I haven't in a while. I've only made, like, pie crust once. I hate making graham cracker
0: crust because it's annoying as hell. I buy that because I am not that dedicated.
1: I'm not that dedicated. I always, like, it's never enough. You never, they're like, they're like, use one thing of graham crackers. Everybody's freaking pie tins are different sizes. I hate Mm -hmm. it. it. Pisses me off. Um. But back away from that tangent, because I have feelings. Also oh, no, the... no.
0: to To go back onto that tangent, because they talk about pie in this book all over the place and food. Oh, yeah. I, like, I want... So, growing up in Atlanta, one thing we always had was a Waffle House. Waffle House are fucking everywhere. Oh. And I want some of their chocolate pie so badly. Waffle House has pie? Yeah, they have pie. They have like a chocolate pie and a couple of different pies. They're, you have, they're on the menu. You just have to look for them and then you have to order them. They're in the, they're a cold pie. So it's not like a hot pie, but it's like a cold pie. So it's like a cold chocolate pie and stuff. So I learned how to make my own because I, could, I can't use jello because I'm allergic to corn, which means corn powder and corn starch. So I can't use it. So I, so I made my own like chocolate pie one time. That thing was a pain in the ass and a half to make. But I kinda wanna make it again because I love chocolate pie. You know what I think about with
1: chocolate pie? What?
0: That scene in the help? Oh, I haven't seen The Help or read the book, so I don't know. Oh, uh
1: if you haven't, it's about like um the nineteen 19- Oh I know what it is, yeah. I haven't oh, just haven't watched it. I'm just I'm summarizing it for <laughs> Oh the listeners, okay. Yes. Um it's about I believe it's the nineteen sixties in the South and like the the help like the black help of these rich white southern white ladies. And in the one scene... Oh, I can't remember who it is. can't remember the actress's name. Emma Stone? Viola no. Davis? No. Um. Wait a second. I'm pulling it up. Octavia Spencer. There you go. Yeah. She she basically got in trouble because like, she didn't want to run out back to use the bathroom because they built a separate bathroom outside for the her because she's black and she can't use the same toilet. Right. Whatever. And uh, she gets fired... I think that's how it happened. But she she works for uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, mm-hmm. and she, who's taking care of like her mother in law. And her mother in law loves Octavia Spencer's character, and mm-hmm. her character is known for making this chocolate pie. So she brought it in to like as an apology, and she's like, "I don't know what you put in this pie. It's always so good." She's like names like this good good Mexican vanilla, and then something special, and then uh, Bryce's character keeps pushing her. And she goes, eat my shit. Because that's the other ingredients in my... Yeah. And she goes, no, because you are. And the mother-in-law... uh, who is it? I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh,
0: I think it's Sissy Spakak. Space it Yeah. Sissy it, is it basic? Yeah. Spacek? yeah. Just... Carrie, for everybody wondering, yeah.
1: Yeah, just starts laughing, losing her shit, because she finds it so funny. and Because, I mean... Octavia Spencer assumes that she's not going to find another job, but she ended up doing it. But, yeah, it's it's great. Highly recommend. It's a good movie. It does glorify, like, the help aspect, but I think there's good, like, discussion of racial relations and stuff like that in there. That kind of
0: reminds me of, have you read The Color Purple by Alice no. Walker? Um, Obviously, the, the movie come the 80s came out with, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and the lead but um if you read it because i read it over the summer it was on uh kindle unlimited for a while and i was so excited because i've been wanting to read that book forever Mm -hmm. and but it reminds me a little bit of like in that book there is a white so at one point the one of the characters um gets very angry and like starts beating people up and beating things up. And she goes to jail for a while. And then she's released out to basically work for the warden's family. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's helped raise these kids for ages now. And the, the white child becomes a mother. And like, she's, but she's got that same reality, like that Dallas Bryce Howard character seems to have of mm-hmm. not understanding the depth of what's going on because they've been so coddled and given such a, uh, easy life yeah so it's it's it reminds me a lot of that scene because like at that point the character whose name i cannot remember off the top of my head because it's been so long since i read it now um because i read it like i think in like may june something Mm -hmm. look i was on my long ass pause from school (laughs) anyway um so i read it and um it it just reminds me of that of like the different ways that kind of you have to fight back with the best way you can. And where you have to like kind of eventually like put down the line up. I'm not crossing this line anymore. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Just remind me of that scene.
1: Bill wants pie. Who doesn't want pie?
0: I want pie. I want pie right now. I would love a key lime pie. You can't get that here either. That's weird. You can get apple pie, but it's still not American apple pie. So it doesn't count. That's also upsetting. It's because, well, because, like, okay, so over here, they don't have pie. They call it a cake. But not cake. Right, but it's not a cake, but it's like a pie. Like a pie is almost like a cake here. It's very hard to explain the differences on this weird reality of pastries over here. Because, like, you don't have, like, a pie pie. But, like, they make it almost like a pie, but they call it a cake. I think they call it, like, something else. But, like, it's all very confusing. This is a long discussion my husband and I have about twice a year as I'm trying to find some apple pie. Because again, I'm not making apple pie because I can't bake for the life of me.
1: That's fair. Pie is a—it's an easy, difficult thing.
0: The only time I've ever made, like I, well, I, did make some blueberry pie one time, and I made that by using the preserves. <laughs> that There's I bought nothing at the wrong tree. with that. There yeah. is
1: nothing wrong with that. And I made, and
0: I made, and I made the crumble. Yeah, by using like granola and stuff because I was like I can't do anything else. But I but I did like a compote. So I should mention I made a compote out of it. So and then I that's fair. Put it that's in the That's thing. still yeah.
1: that's still baking. Yeah. But like that um, that's
0: as far as I've done when it comes to fruit baking because I just don't bake.
1: I love baking. We were talking earlier. I'm making bread today. It's happening. I know. Um,
0: <laughs> you make bread all the time.
1: That's because. My starter needs to be used, and if I want to keep it, like, and I don't want to just throw it away, so then I bake bread, but then I give bread to my boyfriend, and then, you know, I found out he gave it to his band, which is funny to me, because, like, a bunch of, like, death metal guys are just sitting around <laughs> nomming on some bread.
0: <laughs> but it makes sense, because, like, bread is something that is easily accessible. You can just put it in a bag and take it with you.
1: Yeah, I think I ha- I put it in aluminum foil, but Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, no, I mean like you can carry it in a bag and take it with you though. Like you don't yeah. have to like worry about heating it up, putting it down. So like when you get a chance to eat something, look bread, bread, it's room temperature. It doesn't have to be warmed up or cooled down. Great. Oh. Um, put in some cheese and you're good to go. Yeah. Oh god, I want. This sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make a cheese sandwich for school tomorrow, but I ate the bread. Problems. Really. Uh, struggles. So fresh bread, I should mention, I got from the bakery at the store. Cause like every every store in germany has got like a full bakery it seems like (laughs) that doesn't sound like a problem that sounds amazing but that's on top of the other bakeries because like the the grocery store i went to has got a bakery attached to it and there's another bakery that's like a block like no not not even a block at the end of the block there's another one Mm. like there's a bakery at like every corner in germany and i'm not hating on it
1: i'm not mad at this
0: I was like, this is great because I can tell my husband to get some so I can make something for dinner.
1: There you go. So this is after he's given the tourists like their second uh, speeding ticket. He's like, I just want. He's like, my aunt, like his aunt, Batilda has Mm -hmm. the pie shop. And he's like, I'm going to need it. Special pie too, by the way. Oh, it is special pie. Not like special pie, but like. Right. A brownie picks out what pie you get. Mm -hmm. And so it's the pie you need.
0: Yes. And you cannot argue with her or it ends badly.
1: It does. And he's like, I need to get pie so I don't like murder someone today. And I was like, I like where this is going. (laughs) And of course, as he's like getting ready to get back in his car, what does he see? By the way, Jillian's driving around in, I think, a panel van. (laughs) I think it's a panel van. They just said she's in a van. And I'm just like, I feel like it's a panel van, which makes it funnier (laughs) because it has all her equipment in there. And he sees her driving past and he's like, God, and he stops her. And she's like, I was going under the speed limit. And he goes, what are you doing? We told you not to drive around by yourself, you know, because and I love how he gets when he gets mad about this. He says, quote, because you'll get lost and I'll have to spend my whole week looking for your body. And honestly, the paperwork involved would just be a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> love it. Mood. Yes. And she just gives no fucks.
1: She's like, well, I needed to do stuff, and he didn't show up to my house. So, and you know, Zed's just sitting, like, following behind, just like, yes, yes. He's pushing the two walls together.
0: Yeah, or like, or so in this in this community, it's like a grapevine, which is a very small town. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a grapevine of a grapevine of a grapevine. So like, <laughs> there's like four or five different grapevines going on in this particular community. Oh yeah. Made. And you know, he's getting all this information. Like, hey, did you see? Did you see? Did you hear? Did you hear? You he's know getting, he's getting
1: this one calls. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, Bale takes her to Earl Webster, who is a Thunderbird. hmm And he's like, it's good I found you, because you wouldn't have found it, because he lives... Like, he's one of the remote- remotest people. He kind of lives in a treehouse, it was described. Yep. And, you know, he Bale's sitting there, and he's like, why am I so panicked about her driving by herself, and not just in the, quote annoyed making the effort to find her submerged van way and <laughs> <laughs> mood.
0: I I love I love the way these two talk to each other. It's like it's it's sparring even when they're not sparring with each other. They're still sparring in their yeah. head. Yeah. It's it's great. It's like it's great verbal foreplay in this. Mm-hmm. And I love me some verbal foreplay. Just thought so I put
1: that up. Oh. Uh, they have they have really good verbal foreplay. So they do the interview and she charms Earl, and he's just like, "How could she be charming? Cause <laughs> she ain't charming to him." <laughs> uh, and they, he's like, as he's watching, he's like, "Okay, she's just like." He kind of gets more comforted by the fact that she's there because she's just there out of curiosity's sake. Yeah, you know, she just like she wasn't trying to like sell their like stuff. He's like, she just wants to know be- because she wants to understand
0: yeah she's just putting the data together. She's not trying to mm-hmm. like sell it to the National Enquirer. Yeah. She's literally just doing this for their benefit,
1: yeah, and you know they talk a little bit about like mixing the the blood uh the bloodlines, lines and he go and Earl tells quote, Oh most folks don't have any problem with it. Some families are a little stricter, like the Boons, a little more worried about keeping the lines free of human blood. others are happy to to get some fresh genes in the pool end quote I'm like, fair <laughs> That's the that same script. And this is also where he learns some more about her. She's from Loveland, Ohio. What up? <laughs> her parents are human and living, and she's like doesn't really talk a lot about them. She just says her mom hosts charity events, and her father runs an industrial equipment company. And she had no siblings, and she has no husband or boo when she came to Mystic Bayou, which immediately people are starting to try to set her up.
0: Well, of course, because now she's become one of them.
1: How else do you make sure that they, you're protected unless she's dating one of your people? Obviously. They leave. Jillian immediately looks at Bale and goes, So did I pass the test? <laughs> like straight up, you know, she goes, I mean, Zed only scheduled one appointment. Did I pass the test? And he's like, I like and he's like, I thought I hid that better. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you were fine. It's whatever. Um, I was just here so you wouldn't get lost on the way home. And you know, three days after she gets there. By the way, it's also like sweating hot. So sometimes she's just yeah. like, she'll like talk. They'll talk about how it's like she's just in like a cami and like shorts because she's so sweaty. And
0: I'm like, feel that. Yes, especially like where they are because she's on. The, she's actually on the water. So yeah. all that like humidity coming off the water and. Summer is. I I can't imagine being in the Bayou in the summer because being in Atlanta was enough of a swamp.
1: Yeah. So she's sitting there researching. Uh, phoenixes and Thunderbirds because Earl Webster's wife was a Phoenix. So like some of some of his kids are Phoenixes. Some of his kids are Firebirds. And then she's like, she's trying to figure out what kind of creature Bale is still. Ah. <laughs> uh. And then, like, she's, like, sitting outside because it's hot and there's no air conditioning. And mm-hmm. she sees Zed c- pull up on his bike. And she's like, ah, I don't have time to change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so they're going to his mom's house. Clarissa mm-hmm. Barron's. Clearly, he's a bear. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she thought it was going to be
0: a few people. There are a lot of people. Uh-huh. It's it's like a, it's a welcome party, basically
1: yeah and she's like I don't know how to greet everyone he's like don't because she's very much like wants to do the right thing for the culture he's like oh don't worry um just be it polite he's like don't not that icy politeness you use on bail but the sweet funny girl you are around everyone else and I was like "Mm." (laughs) then she meets Clarissa and she looks at Jillian and Zed and she goes I really think you two would suit each other (laughs) I can see it now you two would make some beautiful grandbabies. and they're both like (laughs) nope
0: (laughs) No, thank you. Yep. Thank you for thinking of us, but no, thank you. I, I, oh, she I, hits She hits Zed
1: at one point, and he's like, she's like, he's like, mom, what, she ab- beats me, and she goes, if it keeps you on the straight and narrow, and I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: like, like we said, Zed gets his own book, so don't worry, he gets his, his time in the ribbing. Oh,
1: love it. And they, they do a point where they're like, they're like, do a prayer, like, and they're like, to whatever god you do, and she like, pulls out a, a moleskin notebook and made it note And she, like, both Zed and Clarissa look at her, like, and she Clarissa goes, my boy was right, you don't ever turn off that big a brain of yours, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's just her character, but she's, like, she didn't want to, like, be impolite and ask then, so she's, like, let me ask this later. Yep. So she's a considerate (laughs) nerd. Um, Right.
0: She's very polite. Yes. In German, they call it, like, hoflick, which is, like, polite and kind of, like, okay, we're not going to talk about this now, but... We'll get back to it. Uh, not the setting, not the place. Yeah.
1: Not the time, not the place. We'll bring this up later.
0: I have lots of interviews coming up, so we'll be fine.
1: Yeah. We discover there's an arachneid, which I was like, it's like a, a spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, magi? I was like, that's cool. And as the, like, so the basically it's a crab boil. So, like, she'll sit mm-hmm. down and then people come over and talk to her and she, like, they loosen up. So as the night falls, like, people become more comfortable, get more relaxed. Uh this is where we meet. Oh, this is an Irish name and I'm not going to pronounce it right. Saboyan? I uh,
0: I don't know. I can't I, honestly like I can never say that word. <laughs> I can yeah. never say that name. Saban? Saban. I think it is Saban.
1: Yeah. It's an Irish name. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, she's the brownie and she like has a guess. like she just she picks your pie. She doesn't like You don't
0: her... pick your pie. Like she you picks... never pick your pie. No. Mhm.
1: She picked her pie, and what happened? It didn't taste good. It tasted bland. And guess what she never
0: does? Picks her own pie again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's magic in that pie, and you need to be paying attention because it tells you what you need to know. Yeah, obviously.
1: So she was talking to, I believe, Simon, who's a school teacher, like the science Mm -hmm. teacher, about, like... Who's human. Who's human, yeah, about what she's doing here. And she's like, it's going to be a book, 100,000 words or so, multiple chapters, subheads, full analysis, pie charts, and graphs. Wow. And she goes, it's going to be readable enough that like we can get like to people and be- they'll actually like, crack it open. This is also where we meet again Balfour Boone, who is yeah, Bale's cousin.
0: Ugh. We don't like him. No. And I like what happens to him at the supermarket later, though.
1: I do really enjoy that. That is a very mm-hmm. good time he's really creepy cause Simon asks her to dance and Balfour is like watching her and like, he's not really interacting with anybody. He's just watching her.
0: Yeah. And... He's like very possessive, yeah. but not like because of who she is, but because like his cousin is interested in her. It's very gross. Yes. He's also very
1: creepy. Oh, she also says Balfour was watching her. She realized in that creepy reptilian way of his. I still can't he's... guess
0: that he's a dragon.
1: Can't dress that he's a dragon. Um, so, she's dancing with Simon, and all of a sudden, you know who appears and whisks her away?
0: Bale. No, it was talking to be Zed. I knew. Yes, obviously.
1: Zed is it's sleeping not... in his bear form, by the way, at this point of the night. Yeah.
0: He's just kind of strung out on pie at this point. I mean, <laughs> dreams. Uh, and she, like,
1: uh... Bale doesn't refer to her as, I think he calls her Miss Jillian, which is how they just refer to everybody, all the women, out of respect, like Miss, whatever your first name is. Very Southern, yeah. And she was like, it's Dr. Ramsey. And she goes, I don't remember saying yes to death. He goes, quote, I know, I just like how pissed off you get when I don't get it right. He shot back. And you're going to dance with me because I know you want to. And because I'm a better dancer than Simon. He's all elbows and smashed toes. (laughs)
0: Totally not jealous at all.
1: Nope. They continue dancing, and she's like, where is your accent from? He goes, the North, and she lowered her voice. And this is this is kind of a Doctor Who quote. You may not have heard this before, but a lot of places have a North.
0: Yep, that's straight up from, that's what the Ninth Doctor says to Rose. Well, it's a bastardized version of it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just, I had to highlight it, because
0: nerd. Um. Mm-hmm. I loved that when I read it the first time. I was like, that is so cool. That's so because cute. It's like, it, it's a lot, like, she peppers in a lot of pop culture, but she doesn't do it in a, um, like, Grabby so way. obvious way. Yeah, it's, like, it's not obvious. It's just someone that obviously loves the content mm-hmm. and uses it. Yeah. Or not uses it, but incorporates it. Gives it kind of a little bit of homage or a mm-hmm. pastiche or whatever.
1: Um, they end up having a fight because she's like, you always have to remind me that I'm not wanted here. Because he was basically like, these are only the people that were interested, you know and supportive of it like there's other people that didn't show up which is kind of fair to let her know yeah he did it in a dick way but and so they get in a fight so then she just huffs off and makes said take her home she then spends like the week doing interviews she did the postmaster who's a touch no psychic who's touching your mail <laughs> by the way yeah the school principal a werewolf the local funeral director, a human, the proprietor of a small catfish farm, Nymph, uh, and Zed's mother, Clarissa Sobeer. mm-hmm And she's, like, she's going to meet uh, an alligator shifter, and instead of, like, calling Zed or Bale to drive her th- like, lead her there, she took her GPS and a map to find Te- Ted uh, Bero's house. Sorry. It took her an hour well, she, and a half.
0: Well, she, she um... He was talking to him at the dinner. Yes. That crab boil. Yeah. This is important to note. So go ahead. So by the way, it
1: took her an hour and a half. True crime still, remember?
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: This is where the true crime bit comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. It was only a 15 mile trip.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That tells you
1: how confusing this place is. So as we're driving, they haven't talked since the, Bale and Jillian haven't talked since the ill-fated crawfish boil dance, which I love. That's how it is. She goes. They cross paths at City Hall, but she avoids eye contact and dashes into Zed's office. And she's more hurt by his behavior than she expects, cause she likes him.
0: She yes. likes him.
1: She wants to climb him like a tree. <laughs> um,
0: she. Well, again, if he looks like Cliff Simon, I cannot blame her. Sorry. Go ahead. Wait. I can't help it. Like I just, I always see. I will always, forever. I'm see not him mad as at Cliff it. Because Cliff Simon is really hot.
1: The Stargate from Stargate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Ball mad at Ball was really
0: hot. so I'm not mad at that. I'm like, it's probably not even how she described him, but I don't care because in my head, it's always going to be Close Simon. Huh. And he had that, like, gray beard, and he had that hair, and it was a whole thing, and I was like, yes. I've seen him in person, and he's very hot, so.
1: So, she comes up, she, ke- she keeps calling around, and then, like, she finds blood, and basically, it's a, it, it's, it's a, mm. It's a scene. It's a it's a messy crime scene. So, she tries to call, can't because there's no service here. <laughs> um, she she goes, I step. She steps a little closer to the torn flesh and recognizes Ted's boots with the orange laces. The mess was wearing Ted's boots and what used to be blue jeans. The mess was Ted. Yeah. So she calls city hall and it was just like basically, um, like you need to get bail out here, like and the lady was like are you okay and she said no cuz i mean <laughs> no she's
0: looking at someone that she just talked to the other day
1: yeah and they're like i mean it's it's a rough crime scene like it's a rough yeah. body situation bail like flies in not literally driving wise
0: yeah flying is a rare thing for the for the dragon yeah, yeah
1: and he cu- comes in guns rate like guns blazing trying to protect her cuz he like her um, mm-hmm. and she like basically jumps into her his arms and like sobs cuz she is like she's already thrown up in the bayou at this point like she is in shock
0: mm-hmm. this was not you know this is very different from the shape shifting dolphins that she was expecting
1: yes this is way different like they're looking at it Cause he's like, oh, you can like, we'll I'll get someone to take you home, and she's like, uh, like, he doesn't really want her by herself, you know all that.
0: And they uh, dead person
1: valid. And he points out it is a person who did this, not a. It wasn't an animal attack because he wasn't clawed, wasn't bitten. The cuts are made by a sharp knife. His jeans have been cut off. All that. Zed rolls up, and they proceed to all three of them process the scene Mm because. Said deputizes her with a copy of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> it's great. And, like, she's like, he's like, obey. And she's like, I don't want to make him bail, like, tell me what to do. And so she changes it a little bit. It was sweet. Oh, wait, here we go. Jillian Ramsey, I hereby deputize you as a law enforcement official in the Mystic Parish. Do you swear to follow Chef- Sheriff Bail Boone's orders and uphold the law to the best of your ability? And she was just like, changes a little bit. I'm like, fair. Um,. <laughs> We then get next time, yeah. Uh, we move to the the pie shop. It's a pre Civil War wood structure, which, with the moisture, damn, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? With a pressed tin roof and walls. But painted- magic. Oh, that's true. Magic. <laughs> Brownie. Brownie. Yeah, that one makes sense. Um, walls painted white and emerald green, and wonder where she's from. Really weird. <laughs> Bale has really C- from Sicily. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Mailhan <laughs> had contact with Jillian since like that incident, and then she helped him send photos and evidence to the league's forensic department because they don't really have a coroner, and they it's like kind of awkward because mystical and stuff. Yeah, well, it's yeah. kind of
0: like I've been reading like the Widows Island novellas, which is a I don't know, it's under romance, I don't know, but anyway, so it's like a romantic suspensing. And they don't have a corner either, all they have is their doctor as the corner because it's a small island. So I kept imagining this when I was rereading it, like, okay, I can see that. Can't fair. really I mean, like, what how yeah. are you gonna with eighteen thousand different kind of yeah. shiftings and magics in this how are you who's gonna corner who's gonna know how to corner everybody? Yeah.
1: It comes up later in the series. Yeah. But yeah. he's like trying to work it through. He's eating breakfast there, by the way. He's having pie <laughs> for breakfast, which fair. My kind but- of life. It's kind of like their local diner. I think they also probably do some food. It's not just pie, but.
0: Primarily pie.
1: Primary pie, yeah. Uh, And he was like, it had to be a local because Ted, like, didn't really talk to people outside of Mystic Bayou. And it was hard for outsiders to find his house, which he's like, Jillian must have only found it because she is disturbingly tenacious. (laughs) Fair. Um, She walks through the door. Everybody stops talking. (laughs) she basically is like well this is like jokes with him like this is not a good sign cuz he's at the counter yeah. and he basically goes you didn't come to the funeral and she bas- she did it to be polite she's like i don't really i didn't really know him i didn't want to intrude didn't want to seem like she was there studying it and i was like that yeah. is the most considerate thing i've ever heard and he goes she messed up by trying to do the right thing <laughs> so he's like take take the take them a casserole and a nice card, let them know you're thinking of them, explain why, and it'll be fine. And she goes, uh, the casserole, that would require cooking, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, we should mention that later in the books, they mentioned this a little bit, but, so the closest place to this place is Slidell, Louisiana. So, like, they're literally in the middle of nowhere. She can't even go, like, to the grocery store and get, like, a frozen casserole to take <laughs> yeah. Them. yeah. We should, I should mention that because of how far out they are.
1: Yeah, they're, they're real in the middle of nowhere. Bale explains, pie is considered an all-day food around here. So, uh, Savan bakes a little bit of magic into every one of them. Pie soothes your temper. Pie to settle a troubled soul. Pie spark, pa- spark your passions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she gets pie. She gets the chocolate rhubarb. And I'm like, I, I was personally like, I've never had a rhubarb pie.
0: They're really popular in the South, but I don't like rhubarb, so I haven't had them.
1: This is where we get a little hinty hint. Jillian took a bite and took an indi- gave an indecent moan. Bale squirmed on his barstool, strategically dropping a napkin over his lap. <laughs> she licked her fork, which was not helping Bale's napkin situation. Yep.
0: <laughs> like, just gems like that. Yep. And, it was like, and it's it's something that's very her. Yeah. Like, it's not something she's putting on to make this, you know, become very sexualized. Mm-hmm. She's just this way. Mm-hmm.
1: and It is she- what it is she starts asking questions about the riff and all of that. Like she's been going through, she's like magpie magic being born in families where there's never been a magic before humans have no magic or fey in their family line, suddenly developing power for water or weather. I don't have to tell you that's not the way it works. Shifters are born, not bitten. And he drags her outside. And of course, Balfour's there and he makes an inappropriate joke. Mm -hmm. And he was like, He knew that by the end of the day, a a story would be circulating on the kitchen circuit that Bale and Jillian had a lover's quarrel in the pie shop and he dragged her outside to prevent her from blabbing all his secrets to onlookers. And Zed (laughs) would be responsible for spreading most of that story because he was a gossipy dick. Yup, He is. He is a gossipy dick.
0: He's like, if you want something to spread far and wide, you just tell Zed. Yeah. There is no secret with Zed.
1: And that's when he go- uh, she goes, this is just great. By the time the rumor mill stops grinding, everybody in town will think I'm knocked up with two or three of your young. He sniffed, impossible. Human women can only carry one of our eggs at a time. <laughs> Again, still does not realize he's a dragon. <laughs> still does not realize. And so he's the one who fills her in. He's like, the rift is destabilizing. He's, she's like, well, they could have been like somewhere in the family line or like in there. And he goes, we're sure we had a Moana born here to human family last year. We never had a Moana family here before. So that's like the dolphins that she was yeah. going to study. And she's like, yeah. well, I can help them. I know a lot about them. And he's like, of course you fucking do. <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> and she goes, she was like trying to figure like how many over the years? And said, like 30 or so over the years. And, you know, the problem is humans who are born human taking on supernatural qualities in their later years. Ted Bevereaux was only started shifting into his alligator t- about 10 years ago and it started off slowly so they're like okay this is weird but not like alarming and now it's happening every year yeah they don't want it they don't want people to know about it because then everybody's going to come down here wanting to become a magi magic and uh they're like we don't want to expose this to the human world at large that's why he's trying to keep her away from talking to ted yeah and keeping her away from remade shifters so that way you can find out and he goes quote but clearly that was a mistake because you're like a badger when it comes to information you're not supposed to have. <laughs> that she finds she thought they were she was just coming down here to do a study. And he goes, In exchange for participating in the study, they're giving the town money and medical support we desperately need. We haven't had a town doctor in five years, and not all our citizens can go to the ER when they have medical problems. Fair. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of very shocked that like this is happening. And he's like, um, they threatened all magic with creatures with extinction if we didn't agree to the pack of secrecy in 1800s. They threatened us with extinction if we didn't agree to a regular census in 1908. And she's like, well, I want to go, like, because she wants to go see the rift and figure it out. Yeah. And he basically goes, no, because everybody who tries to get too close ends up passing out and sleeping for about six months until they heal from the internal trauma caused by random barometric pressure spikes." Well, The closest we magic can get to it is about three hundred yards. Humans about five hundred or so, just close enough to see through high end binoculars. I'd still like to see it and document the area around it. Note this: the changes, how it changes the environments, and what effects it has on you. And he just responds, this, "I mentioned the six month coma, right?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, like, "And eh. and, bare minimum." Um, He's like,
0: "I'm a human. I'll just recover and move on with my day. It's fine.
1: Whatever. It's fine." She, they're they're hiking through the swamp, and she goes, "I was not prepared for this, but she also was not prepared for the distraction of Bale's ass bobbing through <laughs> the bush ahead, like of her, like a perfect peach wrapped in skin tight denim."
0: <laughs> so basically, are they describing what's supposed to be Chris Evans' ass? I mean, it's or, a nice or it's Christopher a, from Maloney, Christopher Maloney. I
1: mean, it's a he has a nice ass. Yeah, that Captain America suit does him favors and really helps the everybody out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, Chris Evans has never been my thing. Like I've never actually been like, oh, you're attractive.
1: I mean, but you can look at that man's body and be like, "Damn, you do work." I'm not mad at
0: it. I stare at it. Now, see, if it had been Chris Hemsworth, that would have been fine, but Chris Evans literally I just look at him and go, "Oh." I'm fine with Hemsworth too. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Evans I just lo- has just never been a thing. Yeah,
1: I just love who is it? Uh John Krasinski was like uh try like trying out for marvel and chris hemsworth walked past and he goes nope not not happening <laughs> like he just he goes i knew i couldn't do this like even him bulky is like chris hemsworth in the w- movie about the whale where they're like yeah. starving like that i'm like sorry that would be great though <laughs> so the rift makes everything grow he goes you should see the gardens we get in the fall pumpkins the size of a playhouse the only problem is the kuzu which isn't that like vines Oh, kudzu, yeah, Kuzu. yeah,
0: kudzu, yeah, it's it's bad, and it's they an have invasive it really species.
1: Bad. So basically, oh, she's...
0: sorry, to, to say kudzu, it's like ivy but worse. Yeah, in Atlanta, like it's so bad in Atlanta, people hire out goats to help clear it. Fuck yeah, goats. <laughs> like you have like. Ten goats just clearing out a field over a couple like a day or two to get rid of all the kudzu because it grows so fast. It just yeah. It's like wisteria. Good for those goats. Yeah. It's like wisteria ivy, stuff like that. It's really bad. It's an invasive species to the south. I think it came from Japan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's looking through so basically what the rift looks like. And it's like a a tiny movement over the water between the trees. He was right. There was no light or dark, no crack of electrical light. It was like a ripple, like haze of heat over asphalt in the summer. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. She feels like she wants to touch it. And then everything goes dark and he catches her. And all of a sudden there's going to be a storm. So he goes, I have a place we can go, but you have to promise you'll never tell anybody where it is.
0: Guess where he's taking? No no, clue! No clue what he is yet.
1: She still does not know. And we're over halfway through the book. We are over halfway through the book. Oh, and so yep. he makes her promise and she goes, "Take me to your hiding place, this hiding place, and I'll never tell a soul where it is." And she cuz she does not get it. And like so they reach this hill. By the way, he like picks her up and carries her like the like uh-huh. strong man he is. And she goes, "It's weird. There's mm-hmm. this hill." And Bayou is only flat, marshy land. And she goes, it's not a hill. It's concrete, carefully obscured with live vines. I was like, that is clever as fuck. So yep. he opens the double doors, and it's a dark, cavernous space. The, a rush of warm copper scented air hits her as she pulls her through the doors. He locks the doors behind her. And I was like, first of all, that's sketchy as hell. He just locks her in there straight
0: away. I get it. That, that, I'm having flashbacks of like Buffy when Buffy's like yeah. locked into that crypt and like there's a special way to get out but you don't know where um, it is he
1: goes this is my horde and then she turns and she goes you're a dragon <laughs> this is how she figures out he literally takes her to his hoard, and she goes dragon <laughs> and she goes she started to laugh as he stabbed the base of the torch into uh, a pile of coins of all the creatures i thought you could be i wouldn't have guessed a dragon he starts laughing and she was like, don't laugh at me, Baleboon, or I will take one of your coins and hide it in Zed's office one where, which is a horrible idea. <laughs> and she's like, okay, sh- I don't really know a lot about dragon sh- shifters. You're very secret, secretive. And whenever an academic gets too close, you've been known to turn them medium rare. <laughs> um, you know, and he built this. First of all, he built his horde thing. He goes... I tried to keep the shape irregular so it wouldn't stand out much against the natural backdrop. I had to dig it and pour concrete myself, so it took a while. Dragons don't ever let anyone know where their hoard is. So you see, I couldn't hide it. I couldn't hire anybody. And all of a sudden, they start going at it. Yep. Yep. On the the pile of
0: coins! I was like, "Mm." ow. Yeah. I'm I'm imagining, like, the afterwards of having, like, I don't know, a coin from 1875, just like Permanently smashed or, ma- or my ass. Soft, fleshy. Stays there.
1: My question is, it worse than having sex on, on the beach in the sand?
0: No, because sand gets everywhere. Well, I don't know because he had the sand everywhere. But also, you don't know what the fuck has been touching that money for the longest he's been hoarding it. Oh, and I didn't the, think about that! And it's in the swamp.
1: Oh, I did not think about that. Oh, oh, oh it's so <laughs> much worse. <laughs> Like how do you
0: know? Like how do you know that there isn't like bugs crawling all over this stuff?
1: I mean, he does heat it, so I guess the heat would kill it. Maybe I'm but... gonna ho- I'm gonna think about that instead because I'm real <laughs> creeped out. I'm not a germaphobe, but this might make me see um, what I'm saying. Like, so they both have very bad negatives. I know. So he balances her on his thought. And all of a sudden, the outlines of his wings grew from his back, rising as a pair of green and gold-scaled wings, and it curls over them as a protective canopy. And then let's get to what we've all been waiting for. She saw why he was spending so much time preparing her. She wondered if this was typical of all dragon shifters, or if Bale was just gifted. Because if women knew about dragon proportionality, the werewolf romance market would be (laughs) completely bankrupt.
0: I had that one, too, because I was like, dude, it's a meta. And perfect so for this month. And perfect
1: yes. for this month. Dragon Fucking 2021 So you know, they bang on the on the coins. <laughs> it's so weird. And then she As you do. As you do, and then so she strokes the extension of his wings again and he's like really enjoying that. Yep. Oh, let's get to my other favorite part. The sweat cooling on her skin, she stroked her hands over his shoulders. As he reared up, wings stretched and roared. It felt like wildfire sweeping through her womb. She screamed in shock, and he dropped over, clutching her to him. <laughs> he has fire come. He has
0: fire come. <laughs> yep. And he
1: forgot to tell her.
0: Yes. Yes. he Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes you glow, apparently, too. I'm sure that's just what it was. Oh, no, there's more to that. But it also apparently makes you glow. Apparently that's normal for humans. That's normal
1: because they're supposed to make them shiny. So the dragons like shiny things. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Of course, they're already
0: banging them. They already know they're shiny because they're banging them. Yes.
1: Uh, (laughs) This is where you find out, like, his backstory and how his grandfather, like, it's like his grandfather's 200. We find out later. And he's going to be, like, dividing his horde soon.
0: And that's why Balfour's jeal- jealous, by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: Because he's Balfour's,
0: not full dragon. He's not
1: full dragon. Balfour says, between my mother's dirty blood and the fact my parents died relatively young before parenting me properly, I'm cursed and will only bring bad luck to the family Gold. By the way, his parents died when he was, like, 26? Yeah. In 20, like, early 20s. And they're like, when's fully parented? At 30. And I'm just like, that I'm not fully parented. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm fully parented, and then some, according to this.
1: Yeah. And he just uh, wants to, you know, his father wanted him to inherit a share. He was a good man, a better dragon. He was honorable. I want to see his wishes respected. So it's, like, a good thing. And this is where, how old are you now? 80 or so. Her jaw dropped open. I feel like I'm robbing the grave. It's <laughs> so good.
0: Yes. I love it. It's, like, the opposite of the Buffy angel thing. Yeah, Like, he's not ashamed of it. He is his age. Like, it is what it is. Like... Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, she's not, like, 16.
1: Yes, that's also better. She's, like, I forget how old she is.
0: She's in her 30s, at least. Yeah. Like, I would say mid-30s minimum.
1: Yeah. And they talk about, like, the inner species. And then my other, one of my other favorite things, and she's, like, have sex on a big pile of treasure, Scrooge McDuck style. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So this is where we get to learn about the Loveland Frog. Yep. It's great. So she, he's, like, tell me about your life. Like you know, they're just also they're still laying on a pile of gold, right? Coins up um, and stuff. I think he also put like a golden necklace on her. Like she's like naked and had just has a golden necklace on. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, I'm from Love in Ohio, and you know, people have seen a creature that looks like a four foot tall frog walking on its hot on its hind legs. It's n- usually near a bridge on the little Miami River. Yo. Uh, <laughs> And I've been hearing the stories since I was a kid. People used to dare each other to go walk on the bridge where the Frogman supposedly lived. The problem is, there's a lot of bridges on the Little Miami River. Truth, being the detail-oriented person I was, it really bugged me that none of the stories matched up. The locations were always different. The descriptions of the Frogman, whether he looked more like a lizard or a frog. And I started, so I started looking at all the bridges on the Little Miami River. I spent afternoons after school riding my bike and looking around for clues, picking holes in the stories that my friends told me.
0: As one does. Which, for some reason, has always reminded me of Lisa Simpson, for some reason. Yeah. um, Very Lisa Simpson vibe in this, like, I did this, and I did this, and I found this solution, (laughs) and this is what I found up, and yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And one
1: particular evening, I lingered a little too long by one of the particular bridges because I found a weird stash of fishing equipment hidden by one of the sports, throw nets and some sort of trident made out of bamboo. Um, You know, she ends up, like, her tire her uh bike tire is flat so, and her parents are kind of let's they were nice but they made it clear like i think they had kids just because they thought they should because yeah. like her her parents always made it clear they'd rather be somewhere else yeah so she finds something somebody dragging the bamboo across the asphalt turned around and saw a little short bald uh short little bald man with huge hands he had these weirdly long fingers wrapped around the trident and looked like he was about to swing it at me I promptly passed out and whacked my head on a rock. Good to know that's a theme. Um, <laughs> same. She woke up and met Mel Yakamata, who was an orthopedist living in Loveland. He felt bad about scaring me and didn't feel right about leaving me unconscious on the side of the road in the dark. So he built a little fire, did some fishing, and waited for me to wake up. This is how she became friends with the frogman. She just then hung out with the frogman like every week. And her parents were like, yeah, kid's gone. I'm just like, wow.
0: Um, and, like, and he's still her friend, so... Yeah,
1: they're still friends. Like, he sends her stuff. It's so cute. Like, he comes... It's not in this book. He comes up in another book. Like, he comes down to
0: visit. It is so cute. Hi, y'all. What'd you think? Was that fun? I had a blast. And this is only part one. So you get more information. You get two episodes dropped on Halloween. This is Halloween month. We're gonna make it a big deal. Right? Right? Cool. So... This is one half. This gives you like an hour and something. So we'll see how that goes. And the second one may be just as long. Because again, we had fun and I think you guys would probably have fun listening to us too. If you have any questions, again, you can contact me at Downsless Podcast on Twitter. That's probably your best option. I honestly keep forgetting to check my email and stuff because my brain is kind of fuzzy and I'm going through a hell of a lot of teeth things right now so i kind of concentrate on little pockets of things at a time but you can email me at damsespodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and i hope to see you soon and continue on to part two <laughs>